Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. And if you have seen the new direction that I'm heading, you're probably like, oh my gosh, what in the world is happening? She's been in the toxic person proof space forever. She wrote the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. What's going on? What's happening? Now she's talking about problem solving and being a creative solution specialist. And here is the story and the method behind my madness. So, um, for years, the way I solved decisions or solved problems and made decisions as a people pleaser was, what do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? Or thinking I had this mental permission note and I needed you to sign off on my permission and I needed you to sign off and give me permission. I needed you to sign off and give me permission. And when I started working with people pleasers, that's what I heard over and over and over again. It was like, well, how, how do you make a decision? You know, if you run into a problem or you run into something that you need to do, how do you know what to do next? And when I really started looking and coaching people on this, they were basically like, well, how do I make the least people mad? Well, I don't know how to make a decision. Well, I don't know what's happening, right? And these are people who are very successful in careers sometimes, or they would say things like, well, it's easy to make a business decision. And what they're saying is there's a rule book, right? So in business, there's kind of a rule book, right? It's like, okay, we follow the rules. We follow HR protocol. We follow this, right? But in life, sometimes there's not a rule book and business is changing. The world is changing. Everything fell apart two or three years ago, and we're putting it back together in a different way. And there's less of a rule book. So the old ways of I'm making a decision by trying to make the least people mad or upset or following the rules isn't really working anymore. And we make 35,000 decisions a day. 35,000. Cornell University did some study around this, and we make Guess how many decisions about food each day? 219. 219 food decisions each day. 219, right? Is it any wonder that either we or someone we care about or work with is in decision-making fatigue, overwhelm, stuck in overthinking, stuck in paralysis analysis, analysis paralysis, not paralysis analysis, that It's a very different statement. Paralysis analysis and analysis paralysis is a very different statement. So um, forgive me. I've been in the midst of a book launch and I'm just had a lot going on recently. So analysis paralysis, a little humor for the day. So when you think about how many people are stuck or can't make a decision or don't know how to make a decision when there is no rule book. It's, it's easy to see what's gone wrong. And let's say you had wonderful parents who just cared about you and loved you and took care of you, and they tried to teach you how to make a decision. Well, in that day and age, it was kind of like, well, father knows best, do what I would do, follow the rules, do what's right, right? And that was really useful information for the setting that they were teaching us in. Like when we were kids, The rules made a little more sense. There literally wasn't an internet. 
Our parents parented us without the internet. They taught us to make decisions without being in the information age. It's going to change how we make decisions. It's going to change how we make decisions in business, how we teach our kids to make decisions. Okay, so I'm kind of describing everything that's gone wrong, right? So you have 35,000 decisions a day. You had, we were taught, we certainly weren't taught in school how to make decisions. So we were taught by parents to make a decision, but we were not in the information age when they were teaching us. Okay. So 77% of people are saying they're in burnout right now. 84% of millennials. But there is hope. There is, I, I can tell you with everything in me, guys, this book has nearly killed me. I've had so many personal obstacles. I have had health obstacles. I have had people disappoint me in ways I cannot believe. I have had somebody tried to take down my first book from Amazon because they, they were said there was a trademark issue. There wasn't. I spent thousands of dollars making sure there wasn't a trademark issue. It's all worked out now. But I'm telling you, it has just been brutal. My eyes were swelling at one point. I fell down the stairs. I tested negative for COVID back this winter, but I'm sure that's what it was. I was so, so sick. I had to rewrite one chapter of the book um, for nearly a year. I finally sent it to my high school English teacher. She was the last person to beta read it. And she was like, this is terrible, Sarah. I, I love your book and hate this chapter. So I rewrote it again, right? Which is all the spaghetti and waffle thinking that if you see on social media, you hear me talk about how to unravel overwhelm. Well, guess what? That's a hard thing to write about, right? It's like, how do I not be overwhelmed and confused? Okay, that, that's a pretty daunting task, right? So I rewrote that chapter for a year. Very happy with the result now. But there's, when I just am so passionate about this, like when I keep hitting obstacles, I, I just keep like, okay, okay, I just got to get this book out. I just got to get this book out. I just got to get this book out because I am so so, so, so confident in the results that will happen in your life. You will feel like you have more time. You will feel like you have less stress. You will feel like you have less problems. And I'm not saying the things I'm saying, as soon as you hear them, it sounds like common sense, but you haven't heard them yet. And it's like, oh yeah, that, that totally makes sense what you're saying. And I'm like, yeah, but why, why didn't I hear this? Why hasn't someone told me this? Why haven't I already learned this information? Why am I, why have I never been taught how to make a decision? Why, were, why are we not teaching this in school? Why, why in all the tens of thousands of dollars, or more than that, I did tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands I've spent in personal growth. Like why we make 35,000 decisions a day. This many people are confused and burnout. And no one's talking a process for making decisions. Okay. All these people are saying their workplace is toxic and that they're overwhelmed and they don't have enough time to do what they need to do for their job. And they make 35,000 decisions a day. And as leadership opportunities, we're not talking about the decision-making process and how to create a culture of common sense decision-making. So despite the many brutal obstacles, brutal is the only word I have said 
the people closest to me, I have said, this book is trying to kill me. This book is trying to kill me. <laughs> and you could see posts of me in like glasses and I mean, just crying guys like this week, I think I've cried two or three times. It is just, it's a brutal process. And even like putting yourself out there, I don't care to put my work out there because I, I believe in the message so much, but then in the marketing process and you're like, okay, can you, can you please follow me as an Amazon author that really helps me? Thank you. Can you leave a review? Can you do this? Because if you're not in the online space, you have no idea what a big deal that is. Right. And if you are in the online space, it's like, hi, can you please leave me a review? Thank you so much. Thank you. I hate it hate it, hate asking for this stuff, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. It has been such a spiritual journey for me to get over my ego and believe in the message more than my pride or whatever, having to ask for help, having to ask people to do me favors. I've had some people who are like really ugly about it and they're like, no, I can't believe you asked me. And I've had some people who are amazing and like, I cannot wait to read this. I'm so happy for you. I'm so celebratory of your success. it's been terrible and wonderful and terrible and wonderful. But here's what I know to be true. I believe that I believe that I believe if you get a framework for making decisions and you are clear about what problem you were trying to solve and you start solving the right problems in your life, rather than being stuck in spaghetti thinking, it will absolutely transform your life and make it easier in a thousand and one ways. The more clear you are in your head, if you're unclear in your own head and you're not sure how to make decisions and you have spaghetti thinking, you are going to be easy to manipulate. A toxic person is going to be able to take advantage of you. You will not be making as much money as the person who is clear in their head. I am believe this as much as I believe my name is Sarah, maybe more than I believe my name is Sarah. I believe it. I have seen it. I have seen the transformation and it is so much easier than what you are currently doing. It's not harder. It's easier. And so if this book has tried to kill me, maybe it's just the legacy I leave. I don't know, but I'm, I'm pushing through because I believe in the message. And if you are someone who is great at making decisions, then I am 125 million percent confident that someone in your life is frustrating you so badly because they don't know how to make decisions, right? Maybe it's a younger person in the workplace. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's just your business partner, maybe it's an employee, and you're just like, why can't they make a decision? It's so easy. Why are they making it so hard? Well, they've not been taught. They make 35,000 decisions a day. Nobody taught them. And so as leaders and just nice humans, if you can start to develop this language of problem solving, they can solve their own problems and you don't have to tell them what to do because no one likes that. Everyone else's problems seem easier than our own problems right? Because we're not emotionally connected. It's easy to think, well, my friend should do this. My client should do this. My sister should do this. My brother should do that. My mom should do that, right? It's easy because we don't have to suffer any of the consequences, but making our own problems and figuring out our own problems seem so much more complicated, right? And so this process of really getting a language and a framework for decision-making helps you lead others into great decisions without taking ownership for those decisions and ownership for those problems. And if you're someone that's like, well, I know what you should do. Just do this. It's easy. Like no one likes that person. Like we hate you. I, I don't know who, you know, 
if you're listening to this and you are that person and you're just kind of go around like everybody's decisions seem easy. I'm just going to tell everyone what they should do. Literally no one likes you. Okay. So if you want to be more likable, read problem solved, simple habits for complex decisions. Right. And they tell you not to write a book for everyone. And so it's so annoying because like every interview I'm on and everything I do, I'm like, Oh, I, I wrote about that problem in my book. I wrote about that problem in my book. I wrote about that problem in my book. But guys, it's research, right? Um, I, I am passionate and passionate and passionate about research, about crowdsourcing and trying to get information. And I ask hundreds and hundreds of people, what problems do you hear people complaining about? What do you see people struggling with, right? And then broke down those problems in this book to make it easier. So not only is there a framework for problem solving and making decisions, there's information about how to train other people into making decisions. And then there's problems that are already like, you know, like a template or like a cookie cutter, like, oh, I have to put my mother in a nursing home. How do I make that decision? Already in there. How do I break up with this guy? Already in there. How do I decide whether or not to stay or leave my job? Already in there. How do I decide whether or not to move? Already in there, right? It's like, how do I get my kid in private school or public school? Already in there. How do I deal with my crazy controlling ex-spouse? Already in there already in there. Okay. It has been a brutal labor of love that I believe in so much. And so I'll push through and keep going. And I invite you to check it out. I promise it will change your life and just make it so much easier. Life does not have to be this hard. So check out Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. It goes live September 20th, and you can check it out now in pre-sale uh, for only 99 cents. So check it out, Problem Solved, Simple Habits for Complex Decisions. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.